0: Hi, this is Anne Mary Mullane for Sunday to Sunday Witness. I would like to introduce you to a four episode mini-series by Father Matt Pennington, the pastor of the Nativity of Our Lady Catholic Community in San Luis Obispo, California. Father Matt is also featured on a Sunday to Sunday video episode that you may enjoy. From our website.
1: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray one was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, oh God, Be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. In 1992, uh, the American cyclist, Lance Armstrong, won his first major race, uh, cycling for the uh, Motorola team. It was the beginning of an avalanche of extraordinary wins for him, just uh, an unbeatable record. He, he went from triumph to triumph to triumph, domestically and internationally. And with all of those wins came notoriety and fame and endorsements Trophies and millions and millions and millions of dollars. He was um, unbelievably successful. At one point he was diagnosed with testicular cancer and he overcame it. He developed a cancer foundation. He was young, he was fit, he was a superb athlete, he was unbeatable, he was handsome. He was like a demigod throughout the world. So consistent were his wins that um, there was speculation that he was utilizing performance enhancing drugs, which he denied emphatically and consistently. And then in 2012, it was proven that he had been using uh, these doping mechanisms very successfully from the very beginning. And that in fact, he had an entire circle of people around him, uh, an entourage that were assisting him in doing so, physicians who were actually educating him on when exactly to take the drug so that the testing before and after the race would not reveal it. And so all of the different trophies and jerseys and millions had to be returned, the endorsements vanished. And it was uh, a tremendous fall from grace. And it was during this time, at this moment of revelation, that he sat down with Oprah Winfrey for a series of two interviews that were broadcast on two consecutive nights. I was visiting my parents at the time and I was very eager to watch the interview. And um, as it was going on, I was riveted by what he was saying and, and his story. And my mother at one point looked at me and she said, why are we watching this guy? He's a liar and a fraud. And the golden girls are on. (laughs) (coughs) I said, mother, you don't understand. We are watching a modern day Greek tragedy come to life. And what's more, we are listening to someone who has been humbled. That is not... A very common occurrence. We're not particularly interested in listening to the humble. We're interested in listening to those who have triumphed, those who have succeeded. We love winners. That's who we want to listen to. But the fact is, everyone, that there is something to be learned from those who are humble. Hence today's gospel. Jesus tells a parable in which two men go into the temple to pray a Pharisee and a tax collector. And they make a prayer, each of them, very different. The, the Pharisee tells God about how virtuous he is. He he outlines how much he does and how good he is and how superior he is to the tax collector. The tax collector stands away from the sanctuary, so humble he doesn't even raise his eyes. And he beats his breast and says, God have mercy on me, a sinner. Now the easiest thing in the world for me to do everybody would be right now to demonize the pharisee. But the truth is he probably was a noble character. He probably was someone who was moral and ethical and was doing exactly what he believed God was calling him to do. It's the nature of his prayer. It it's 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 the I. I have done this. I have done that. I am better than this person. I am I I I. That that's the the thing that Jesus is cautioning against. Jesus is wanting us to see that the power and the significance of the person who speaks with humility in prayer and in life. It's very interesting, everybody. If you do some research on this idea of humility, what you will find is that it is completely and utterly linked in with Christianity. That's its most profound representation. Christianity and humility go together. And why not? Jesus himself was born in a humble set of circumstances. He he led a humble life. He died a humble death. He gathered humble people around him. He taught them consistently the power of humility. And yet, it seems to me that there isn't much talk in the Christian venue about humility. And I don't mean just Catholicism. I mean Christianity in general. There are many virtues that seem to be Exalted, But very rarely am I listening to preaching from any source that has to do with the necessity for cultivating humility. I, um, I did some research on this subject, and uh, it's fascinating what's being written about this in our culture today. Um, I was reading from this guy, uh, an editorial, this guy, Peter Werner. He's the Senior Fellow of Ethics and Public Policy Center. And this is what he says. Very interesting. He writes, humility is a sign of self-confidence. It means we are secure enough to alter our views based on new information and new circumstances. This would be a far more common occurrence for many of us if our goal was to achieve a greater understanding of truth rather than to confirm what we already believe. Imagine if we went into debates wanting to learn rather than wanting to win. Humility believes that there is such a thing as collective wisdom and that we're better off if we have within our orbit people who see the world somewhat differently than we do. As iron sharpens iron, the book of Proverbs says, so one person sharpens another. But this requires us to actually engage with and carefully listen to People who understand things in ways dissimilar to how we do. See, it it seems to me that the fundamental characteristic of humility is not about I, 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 but rather we. It's it's an open-mindedness. It's a willingness to listen. It's a willingness to be open. Hmm. So you look at me and you say, well, this is all well and good here in the church, Father Matt. But it's not particularly germane when it comes to the big, wide outside world. You don't get very far in this world by being humble. You need to be aggressive. You need to be strategic. You need to make sure that people understand how important you are, how profound your work is, how irreplaceable you are. What good is humility out there? Well, there there actually are some... some elements of humility that will actually stand you in good stead out in that big wide world. There's this uh, Dr. Ben Tongeren who's writing a, a research paper about the need for and the value of humility in life. He says, a humble disposition can be critical to sustaining a committed relationship. It may also nourish mental health more broadly, providing a psychological resource to shake off grudges, suffer fools patiently, and forgive oneself. He writes, one of the thorny issues is that people who are most open and willing to cultivate humility might be the ones who need it the least. And vice versa. Those most in need could be the most resistant. You know, I don't know about all of you, but when I think about all of the life lessons that I have learned, the most profound lessons that I have received in my life have not been through success, but through failure. And through the ensuing humility that comes from failure. Success is like a checkoff, right? Another success, another compliment, another A on the paper, another promotion. But it's been the failures in life. And the humility that comes from failures that have changed me and have affected every decision that I have made as I've walked into the future. It's interesting, the the arrogant person, the aggressive uh, person that's always telling you how it is and is intractable and unreasonable. There's something, I don't know, something unattractive about that smugness and something beautiful about the truly humble person. Don't you agree?
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode from the homilies of Father Matt Pennington his homilies provoke reflection, inspire, and entertain. If you would like to hear more from him, you could visit A link to Podcast People is also included in our show notes. This is Ann mary Mullane for Sunday to Sunday Witness from Kearney, New Jersey.